In order for shame to be rendered powerless in our lives, we must be witnessed. We must be seen. Your gifting is going to seem like things that are just very obvious. They're going to seem like, well, everybody can be this welcoming. But everybody can see that moment where I just saw. It's going to feel like anybody could do it. And that's what makes it your gifting. Watch how people avoid the face of somebody in need or asking who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Hey guys, welcome back to the Incense Podcast. I'm, I'm Sam. I'm Blade. No, no, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I paused for too long. You were excited. Oh. <laughs> and uh, today we are talking talk. about, you know, in the military, they do this thing where they tell you what they're going to teach you. They teach you and then they tell you what they, they taught you. you. Oh, gosh. And you don't, it's dubitable whether you produce better mm. autonomous humans, mm. but they do learn that is my mind right here at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, I don't know if you're going to be better, but you'll learn. Are you saying that we should stop saying what it's about and just say it, but people miss it sometimes? No, no, that's how we are here. That's what we do. Very, very much believe that we shouldn't just like say what who we are and what we do. You should do it. That's how people are going to experience it. And sometimes people like to give a heads up, you know. People should do this with evangelism. Hey, really quick, I just want you to know, I'm going to show you the gospel of Jesus with my life. Nice. And then you live your life for a while, then you come back and go, now so, what, what you saw yes, was— That would be helpful sometimes, that, other than just, I'm a good person who cuts hair. It would get over that Jay nonsense Crow. of preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Oh, there's so much nonsense out there. Most of it is on Pinterest. <laughs> yep. I use Pinterest to try to help me choose wall colors, but I don't have an account, so you can only ever see, like— the first line of things. Oh, we totally have an account. You scroll and it blocks you. You yeah. give me your login on the episode. Well, I think over. her name is Lon for some reason. I don't really know why. But <laughs> maybe it's pronounced Lan, like like Flan. You I don't have know. a Pinterest fake identity. Yeah, yeah. First, no, totally. Vacations <laughs> uh, um, and weddings. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Glow sticks. This is actually airing in, in a bizarre um, future past sense. We will have. An episode already aired on the follow-up for the February experiment where we're riffing on um, rhythms and what worked and having some conversations with folks. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and give it a listen um, because now in the past before I've done that one, I think that's going to be a really good episode. But here in the past before we've done that one for this episode that comes after that episode, um, this is a deeper dive into a particular aspect of what we think will have sustainability to some of these things or might have been a reason why it was so difficult. And what I hoped the experiment was going to reveal anyway is this like this aspect of community and of isolation. Right. The February experiment has been difficult. Uh, I think you're doing, I think you've still got your, your run is intact. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to lose. But whether it has gone great or whether it's gone really bad, whatever happened to you when you tried to do that thing you wish you always did. Yes. It's time to add what may be the key dimension. Right. So I want to start with why Castaway yeah. is... Like the Tom Hanks movie with the volleyball with Wilson. And have you 
explain why. Yeah, because of an actual example. Tom Hanks would not have made a star chart on the wall, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm supposed to talk about Castaway first, or are you going to tell me about Castaway? I want you to talk about that's as much as. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, there's a uh, you can go YouTube this, but um, there's a video, a, a documentary a guy made about himself. He's um, he went and spent ten months on an island in the middle of the Pacific alone um, for his vacation. And he brought a satellite phone and a med kit in case anything happened. And he does end up using them, calling his doctor back in Switzerland when his hands begin to get infected. But mostly he wants to disconnect from his world and see what it's like to be totally present. So he builds a shelter. He fishes for his own food. And (laughs) why we think Gastaway versus what like actually happens is so different is Tom Hanks is so motivated and maybe part of the scenario is because he doesn't have a satellite phone and because he didn't get dropped off by fishermen who for sure are going to come back in 10 months and this guy did have those things um but it took this guy about a week before he lost all his motivation and he kept talking about it he's like why would i why 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 do something like i have my shelter i have fresh water and i have a decent food supply so I, he literally like stopped exploring the island, stopped trying to create things, and just, I think, fell into, it wasn't quite a depression so much as like a, a state of non-being. Like he was just lethargic and really like there's nobody to share experiences with, so he stopped doing things. And then every once in a while, he would encounter like a local because they knew that this white guy with antibiotics was on the north end of this one island. So they like come find him when somebody cut their hand and he got invigorated every single time he would see people. Like they would come and he would have a human interaction for 24 hours or a sailboat would pass by and see his fire and these folks would chat with him and like he would go and make a garden the next day. Like the, the difference between his normal life and then the moments where he interacted with people were so significantly different in terms of what he did afterwards. You're like, oh my God. Like just just a wonderful case study in why we do things and and how we do them. Yeah. And that we are communal. Right. Why is the basic combat unit? Someone's gonna correct me. As far as I understand, the basic combat unit is a fire team, which I think is three people. Uh people who are active duty military. Let me know if that's wrong. But we should we have the Google, wouldn't we just Oh, I want instead of being just shooting from the hip here. <laughs> nope, we're gonna leave it. And to go <laughs> even the most okay, e- good. Even the most solitary Apex uh, Legends. That's a team of three. That's why you're. That's why you're confused. <laughs> <Just keep> going. <laughs> Army of two, uh, which is another video game. Yeah, but like from twenty years ago. Even the most solitary of military roles, the sniper right. is not by himself. Right. It's a sniper spotter team. And so we create communally, we work socially, and Jack London's disturbing short story, considering the weather outside to build a fire, is a manifesto on the fact that people go bad directions when they're isolated. They make silly decisions and they, in the case of that story, die in the snow. Well, I'm sorry, what's the story? It's the one where. Anyway, this guy and his dog are walking. They're in Alaska. And Does it have a title? To Build a Fire. That's the name of the story? Yeah. Oh. 
Aunt. I missed that. It just sounded like part of your sentence. And the guy freezes to death. It makes sense. That's what happens. Yeah. Because he builds a fire under a tree, and a big dollop of snow falls right on the embers, but his hands are too cold to do it again. But the dog lives. Because it eats him. No, because Jack Lennon loves dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's just not hard to kill people as a writer. They just want to die. And if you're a writer and you're writing alone all the time, you probably want to kill people. (laughs) Hey, man, let's talk more after this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Guys, our sound guy, who also knows how to use the internet, our engineer has just looked in from his booth and told me that evidently Wikipedia says a fire team is four or fewer. Um, There's so many people we know that we could ask this question to. But you see the point. You don't, if you want success, train highly efficient individuals and then send them off. People I'm surprised that you don't agree with my comment about a, an author who's alone too long wanting to kill people. Wow, well, like, I didn't want to get too deep into those words. <laughs> was I triggering you a little bit there? <laughs> having you just finished a draft? And uh, you, dead, dead, you, dead, <laughs> dead, dead, dead. <laughs> anyway, side story. I was telling a college professor one time, that I'm like, yeah, my characters don't want to die. And who am I to kill them anyway? And he, like, made really deep kind of, like, meaningful eye contact. and went, you have to let them go. And oh, I was wow. like, whoa, suddenly I feel like you're talking about something else. I'm out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so if it's true that people do things the way God does things, communally, if we're, you know, not to get too deep into those weeds, but we do things relationally. Right. And so when there is a kind of life that you want to live, one of the first questions that you need to ask yourself is, who are the people, what is the group, what is the community that is going to protect this passion? Right. So let's, let's make that really specific. Uh, we, you've got a friend who is a musician and plays worship occasionally for the church, but playing music that already exists and writing your own things has a a very different level of demand on it, right? Like there's the upkeep, the practice with being able to play and perform. And then there's the creative exercise of crafting and honing and sharing something that you have made and flesh out that story for for this. Yeah, it's so good. This this is like a, a person who has a rhythm that they want How well does it go alone? How well does it work with other people? It goes bad alone. But fortunately, because he knows other musicians, they're able to do a couple things. One of them is to do some kind of art sharing night where you bring your thing and talk about it and it's enjoyed. The other thing is is to schedule, the way we sign up for triathlons, to schedule the show that's going to be the go to go this is this work is for something, and it's going to be shared with people. It's going to come into its final form in a communal space. And I'm like, that it's interesting to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the secret also is that he knows a lot of people who want to come to a house show. Right. The kind of person who wants to go to a house show is usually a musician themselves. Well, and he has people around him that know he wants to do it and want to put the pressure on him to actually create it. And it's the, you guys are the ones, I think, to what schedule it. And you're like, oh, you want to be creating and writing and, and performing music? Great. We're putting a house show on the calendar. 
And it's like, wait, 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 what? Like, yep, it's on the calendar for this day, which has caused him to go, oh, okay, now I have this, this reason actually to share this and create it and go borrow the nice guitar from some other friends to perform a particular song. And you're like, right, night and day, oh. years, years where it's kind of back burner, but then a group of people makes it front burner and also implements uh, some structure, right? sets some goals together to be the environment inside of which he can actually make music and he's rocking it right now. Like, right. Writing great songs and bad songs, but also great songs. <laughs> right. You have to have a lot of bad songs in order to get any good ones. I'm like, I want to like throw our engineer under the bus. Like, hey, 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 hey long hey. time of creating in isolation. What's your ratio, Barry, is of it, like is it really good ones to... Would you recommend it? Do you like doing it alone? Um, no. Okay. Oh, just a big the um, answer, no over there. <laughs> the answer was no from the booth. <laughs> Super easy, especially doing it with your wife. Just a lot of... Good conversations there. Uh, I know that a lot of our listeners who, who are doing the February experiment with us, there's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of like, I wanted to bring back in the piano or the guitar or even singing, um, even singing. I say that as someone who can't sing. Like, I can understand trying to learn an instrument. I can't learn the instrument of my throat. And for those people, they're, they're going to go, wow, what an opportunity to be around a community that will, on my behalf, intervene and say, you're doing it on this night. Like, that's a very rare example of the scenario orchestrating itself for you. Other people saying, we're going to bring some wine. We're going to have this night. This is the day. And that actually might happen the other way around. It might be the case where you listening going, oh, I need that. Okay. I'm going to tell those around me. And it might be my family. It might just be the people in my immediate living situation based on where in the world you are and what the current quarantine measures are. Like it might be very small and you might be the one to initiate it. And yet you may need very well to initiate it so that there is that moment, there is that apex of community that you're driving towards. Yeah. So important. We had some people who their goal was to Pray in a meaningful way every night with their spouse. Awesome. But what I would say is if you want to make that sustainable or if you want to find a way that that actually begins to kind of explode, find three couples in your community and make it your goal to pray for one of the couples per week, but you're all doing it, not together, but to be like, hey, listen, we want to do nightly prayer. We're going to throw this into a rotation. And this first week, all three couples alone in their own houses are going to be praying for the Robinsons. And mm -hmm. we're going to see what happens. And the effect of something like that, of this is not just for me. This is for this world that we are making together. Right. It's interesting when you talk about being in a community of creatives. A, a word of experience here would be that not every group that you pull together will work. Yeah, no. It's funny where— Oh, how many writing groups have you been a part of since, like, college? I don't or even know. Or been invited into? This is really funny. Writers out of college or writers attempting their first big project, almost everyone that I know tries— 
to co-author something with another one of the writer friends because oh, it yeah. feels like it lifts that intense easier, isolation right? oh, yeah. of working. It does not work. That, <laughs> listen, if you're trying to do it right now, it, it doesn't address the problem, but there are ways to fix the isolation of writing. But I just go, here in Colorado Springs, I know a lot of writers. Hmm. But there's only really one or two with whom I regularly share writing and exchange books and talk about it. And just to go, your target here when you begin to do things communally is you are experimenting until you find the community that actually works. So, you know, people want to start a book night or they want to start a philosophy night or they want to do something. I would say... Most of those won't work. That's okay. Channel your inner Thomas Edison and go. I didn't know I had one of those. <laughs> and well, now you know. I guess the lights just came on, eh? Oh, oh boo. Yeah. And <laughs> don't stop trying to find the communal relational space that works for the craft slash thing that you want to pursue. Yeah. And this is where... We've, we've touched on this peripherally in so many different ways of, of friendships and of rhythms. And we find ourselves coming back to this, this one, particularly in the arena of when you have found a specific dimension of your world that you want to be growing in and challenging yourself in. And like with this February experiment, that was sort of the, the, the limiter on that. And we wanted you to, to define it in such a way like that. Um, that you really do need this, this community, this tribal aspect entering the picture. There's a lot of categories that we're like going to go tracing down rabbit trails of, oh, what I need is friendship and more friends, and that's why I'm failing in X, Y, and Z. Or what I really need is accountability in these places that I'm struggling. And we can point to these other episodes, um, Michael Cusick and things like that, of like just the, uh, do you need community, accountability? Do you need people who have eyes in your life? And really like this is, we're trying to pull on a single thread that is the fabric of our lives and community and to go as much as you can in this moment while listening to this, try and push those other things away. Try and stop the dominoes from falling out. I don't write because I don't have other writer friends. And really that's touching on my desire for more friends in general. And really I'm feeling just hyper isolated all over the place. And so, wow, thanks Sam and Blaine for reminding me once again that friendship is hard and I have no one around to help me with a single challenge, let alone everything else. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Deep breath. We're talking about one specific thing. It might be running. It might be praying. It might be creativity. And it's that like, what was... What's the trend for why something survives? And my, my mind actually goes to like the conversation that I've seen with um, Casey Neistat and Jocko of like the discipline. But like, I think even the, even the disciplined person doesn't last in isolation. You can be as disciplined as you want. You can be as disciplined as a Navy SEAL. And if you know in the back of your mind at the end of the day that like, you're doing it for nobody else other than you forever, that's a hard thing to do. That is a hard boulder to push up a hill. It's an unproductive world, too. You talk about 
lancing people's isolation. I want to say, I have some friends in town that mountain bike. I have some friends in town that road bike. The crazy thing is that the person with whom I still feel like I share most bike affinity currently lives in Oregon. Yeah. It, and we will, not every week, but certainly every month, like text photos of a ride we did or just send a photo of a bike review that we liked and go, there is some recognition that <laughs> we we kind of, we found it. We found that, oh, this collaboration doesn't really work, but this one does. And, you know, I know that you've worked out with a, with a huge variety of guys. Right. Uh, and in different groups. Oh, but this workout thing, like, I want you to share the story of the garage gym, of like the difference between years of Bible study around a fire or at, at best, and then a moment of the cleaning of the garage and the making of the gym. Like this was oh, part, this was part of what like spurred this on of, oh, oh, why, why did that, why was that different? Yeah. I'll give the story and then the interpretation, Jesus style. A buddy and I decided that we were going to go in together on exercise equipment when we could get it, which many of you know, it was hard to buy. Still is hard to buy. Uh, but we didn't have a place to put it. And so another friend in the community has a detached garage that had enough space. And it was like, hey, can we come and build a gym, a pretty bare bones gym in your garage? He was into it. And I go over in the evening. It was the end of summer, so it was still nice. The garage is ratty. We're cleaning it out together. Get it to the space where actually it looks good. We fill up an old Astro van with debris and take to the dump that's just out of this. And then grab drive through burritos. We're sitting in the, you know, in the passenger seat, which we had taken out of the van and put in the garage so that he could have a place to sit in while he did his bicep curls. Catching up on life. And it was, I think... The remarkable thing about this is the way that the form that fits sort of the priority may surprise you because I would go, the intriguing thing about the friend that owned the garage uh, that we were using is that he wasn't someone who I thought I would work out with all the time. And actually, though we do work out sometimes together, the gym is in his garage. However, he is a friend with him for years, we've been trying to crack the thing that was meaningful life together. Mm -hmm. Regular kingdom check-ins. And we did try form after form of, you know, night around the campfire, cigar night, go to a brewery and get beers, but that, are, that were all functionally iterations of sitting in a circle and talking. Right. And then in one night of working together, we found the groove. We found the thing that worked to connect and to have real conversation in the context of this other activity. And it was this thing of the lights coming on for me. And I wonder where the application is in a person's other dreams and a person's other priorities. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it does fit in and it speaks to the space of you'd like to read more. The obvious thing would be to, you know, start a book club Ugh. or take an online class Ugh. or 
ask a guy to read a book and then uh, you'll have a conversation over over it when it's yep and I would go those may work right but what if the way to read more was to start working on bikes and let yourself enter the world of your wide passion of books through the narrow passion of read shop classes, Soulcraft. Mm. There are a number of books on that are pretty good on cross-country bike trips that are sort of Kerouac except by bike. You may actually discover that the obvious form might not actually work for you in terms of creating a community that supports the thing that you wish you did. Yeah, that's why I like the the gym story so much because in that case, what was really desired was connection between these guys. But what was chosen was we're going to go do this thing. Like we, we want something that we already do to be more practical in the case of this equipment in one place that we can all use. And all of a sudden, because it was so focused and so committed, the relationship happened around it. And it was like, yes, yes, that is it. And that sounds about 10 times more appealing to me than any invitation I've gotten to, hey, you know, we really want connection as a group of guys. Like, we're going to start a guys group on these nights. Like, no, I don't want that. But it's why there's this move towards, I see it all over the country here in the States of what we do is a guy's cigar night around a fire once a month or something like that. And to go, why is that already more appealing? Like, why is it already more focused and therefore creating space for what happens around a focused thing? And just to go, we know this. We know that we want there to be some grounding, like lightning rod type thing. And that really acts as the anchor that we can pivot around and that we can come back to. Um, so that's why we talk about last, okay, how about this? Last summer, there were no events because it was COVID and everything was shut down. And last summer, like I was the most sedentary I've been in the last six, seven years. And to go, oh yeah, like when, I, when those things fall off and may not return, what do I want to begin implementing for my rhythm of, there were several guys saying, let's create our own event. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Like, I, I can't make myself do it. Go, okay, so if it's not actually about the event, it's about the connection that happens around the event or the lifestyle, the training of it. Okay, what, what am I going to do in the short and long term that are like those music nights, that are like the events that got canceled, that are like the garage builds, but that feel like they have not only that grounding presence about them, but something intimidating about them as well. Because to say, we're going to go for a hard bike ride one day is like, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. But to say, we're going to, I don't know, get a couple more people in or we're going to go explore somewhere we haven't been or we're going to go do something, something new in Frontier. There's something in me that goes, oh yeah, like, I, I, I want that. I want something that is pushing me. Otherwise, why bother? Not only do I not want something I know I can do, I'm going to like, regress 10 feet back from the thing I already know I can do and just sit on the couch with a bag of chips. Yes. So we don't want to lose these key practices and passions. We know that to keep them alive, we need 
other people. We need a communal form. When it comes to experimenting with the form, it, you need a level of non-linear thinking, non-linearity, uh, creativity. What is the thing that will actually work? Let's keep trying it. What is the communal thing that will actually relate to the routine, to the discipline that you wish you had? I think it's so interesting where a children's writer that my daughter likes, her podcast, mm-hmm. her creativity secret is she loves going to zoos. Mm. And it would be more advantageous to her to set up the communal rhythm around the zoo, which she knows will affect the writing, than it would be to start a writing group because she already has an audience in the form of some podcast people. Which is a really intriguing idea to go. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so you and your friends want to be outside more, uh, want to write more, want to, you know, it's funny, it's like pray or want to, someone wanted to write letters to friends and go, mm-hmm. the short term vision of that would be the, the linear vision, if you wanted to write letters, would be get some pen pals. But I have tried a number of times to exchange letters with other writers to go, this is something writers do. Mm-hmm. We should do this. They failed. There's only one person, actually two people who I know who have like succeeded in making that work. Right. But if I wanted to write letters, I think it'd be really interesting to go, who are the people that I would like to exchange letters with? Uh, that I would like to be a part of supporting this? And then what is the activity that actually makes us want to keep writing letters? And what if we protected that one, the sort of fence around the Torah? I know. I think of like the writing letters one and go, okay, what if the motivator was actually like discovering new artists who create the cardstock? And you go like, what I love is I love finding these new beautiful pieces of art I get to share and I write something brief on the back that I just send out. And it's not like, I need to have a pen pal. I need to write these every single day. But it's like a, oh, what I'm actually doing is sharing art that I've found in these small packages that happen to be a postcard. Or it's actually the vehicle to get you to write more poetry. Or it's, I want to write poetry. I want to be doing this more. And the way that you do that is you have this, I write small poems on these and send them to a couple of people every once in a while. And that's like this, creative peg hole that you have for yourself to try and get it through. No, it's funny. It's, I can't believe I forgot this one. My most successful letter writing period ever, this is going to sound so nerdy, but the letter writers will understand, uh, was sustained by my stamp habit and liking stamps and getting into the art and wanting to use them all so I can yeah, get yeah, totally. uh, And it was like, oh man, I've got to send 16 letters now before I can justify going and getting those, you know, floating world style Japanese <laughs> cool circular stamps. I think about like the times where I've been most creative um, or the most successful with maintaining a rhythm. It's been either to overcome something or prove something wrong or, or partner with people in that thing. So I think of all of the creative writing classes I've done, why I think they work so well is that if somebody gives you a prompt, you either love it or you hate it, but you get to respond with it or against it. And that actually feels like a really helpful paradigm for, hey, somebody just challenged you to have this 
back to the the example of the music night. Like you, you actually have to kind of respond against the challenge of it. And all of it's communal. All of it is this, oh, okay, this is coming. There's almost like a, a fight for my life to have the thing to deliver a prompt that I didn't like in creative writing. I would, I would think about how I can still achieve it while breaking the box that they just gave me. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it and then smash it to pieces and would never have written that thing if that person hadn't handed me the box in the first place. And just to go, okay, so how does that apply to any of these things that we took up for the month of February or anything that we had wanted to take up just to go, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. You can't have that tension challenge um, for creativity or health or rhythm if it's just you and the infinite void ahead of you of, I want to pray more. That has never worked for me if that's the end of the sentence. If it's, I'm just, I'm not doing this enough. I'm going to do quiet times. Well, that, yeah, that's why I tried limiting it. Like for all of our sakes, you're going to do it with us for this one month. And if you lose, you owe something. There's this like response against, and you go, no, praying more is going to work when it is, oh, for this season, for this month, we're doing this, or we're going to pray through this thing, or I'm going to pray asking for this answer in order to share the answer that I hear. Like there, there has to be this communal aspect and this tribal aspect, whether it's responding towards something or against something, or it's just, I, I have yet to meet the person who has the discipline and the stamina I doubt even Jocko has it where it's just what I imagine like a, a blank horizon and you say go. Like that's actually a form of torture. So to make the challenge clear, the follow-up to the challenge of the February experiment, which is try 28 days of doing the thing you wish you always did, as we're doing, we're saying because we're, you know, about a quarter into the year, we're going to say... And this isn't a new challenge. This is the... No. This is, this is like, how is this now a sustainable thing? How is this sustainable? But it's a challenge that I really want you guys all to do this. Oh, okay. And to tell me what happens if you do. <laughs> uh, and it's to go, what was the thing that I wanted to do in February? Who are some people that I could see being a part of a community that kept this alive? I'm going to schedule... One short term, the next two a little further out because you need a quick return on this. A, a something that supports this activity. And then see what happens is to go, are you an artist? Okay, well, somewhere in the next four weeks, you need some form of art sharing night. And then after that, put two more on the calendar like way later in the year and then you'll get a reminder and be like, oh crap, I haven't written in weeks and I'm supposed to talk about what I've been writing with. And don't cancel it. These friends. If you are the letter writer and it is about stamps for you or it is about exploration, what's the thing? Okay, and then who's the friend? And then schedule the thing and then schedule the next two. Uh, because what we do want to see is that a few of you are going to start liking your creative life or liking these parts of your life more uh, to find more fruit in them by making them communal. And I'm very curious to see what works and what doesn't work over time because we've laid out suggestions, but 
It'll be so varied that we need you guys to help us learn how you do it. Yeah, and my guess is it'll come in a surprising way because back to that story about the the man on the island, he got so tired of eating fish that he set up a trap to capture one of the wild pigs on the island. It worked, but the one he caught was really young. It was like a baby. And he was so lonely and so lacking motivation that rather than eat it, he raised it and found community through an animal and motivation in a way that he didn't expect. So I also highly expect that um, some of you will take what Blaine challenged and some of you will find that Jesus will bring it in a totally unexpected way. 